Dom, I'm definitely editing that. Did you guys? Did you guys hear me? Then I like I paused halfway through, realizing that I shouldn't have said that. But then I, I had, I couldn't, I couldn't think of another joke. I'm definitely editing that. Take Future two, Dom. Just in case you missed this, edit, yeah. edit that out now. Take two. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun. G'day scholars and welcome back to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. This is episode 6 and it's what the nerds are watching. I'm your host Dom Philp on the mic, not too hard, not too soft, but just right. And we are coming to you every single Friday free of charge on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts from. The best way that you can support is to rate, review and subscribe. Tell someone about what we're doing over here. We're completely DIY. I haven't got anyone backing me up. I edit this myself. I record it myself. Luckily, I've got the company of three great wrestling minds and wrestling nerds in Matt Brummett, Ross Casey and Matt Connolly. But without us, there is no one. So if you like what we're doing, tell someone, write a letter, ring your mum, do all those good things. Okay, so the boys went a little bit long in the main event this week, so let's get straight into it. This is What the Nerds Are Watching. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 come on. A la 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 long, a la 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 long. Oh yeah, I actually did want to ask, when we do What We're Watching, um, is it okay if I talk about New Japan Cup, or is that going to ruin everyone's weekend? I, I've watched it. What about... So Matt was not in Ross. I get the feeling I haven't seen it, but I had it spoiled on uh, socials, so I'm not fast. I, I, I I'll have a hot take, but I'll just happily listen in. I knew who won because Twitter started going into a meltdown and talking about speaking out all over again. All right. So I thought. I, I thought. I don't remember Shingo being mentioned in the speaking out, so I reckon <laughs> he's not one. <laughs> I. Yeah, I also had it spoiled, but I, I still I watched it because I, I I watched it because I thought I wanted to talk about it. To be honest, I I, I spoiled I spoiled it for myself <laughs> by going on to New Japan. Like say, and I realised because it usually says all match, but it didn't. So I clicked onto it and I saw the winner having a promo with the current world champion. And I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, like on it, I, I know I know got the winner wrong. But didn't I call a couple of weeks back? It was going to be a replay of the uh, Best of Super Juniors final. Did did like I mean that's and I, I reckon we've started here now. By the way, this is this is what yeah. the nerds are watching. By the way, guys, if you're listening, we started, um, and we're talking about the New Japan Cup final, which I watched today. Um, by the way, welcome to the podcast. Uh, so, speaking of predictions, just before I give any sort of um, any ideas about what happened at the New Japan Cup. How about Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton wrestling after we booked <laughs> Randy Orton and Rio last week? Yeah. Vince is definitely listening to the pod. Yeah, he's, he's one of the four. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Vince would have been all over Ross's Randy Orton shit booking. <laughs> Pitched at Vince. But Ross, didn't you say, didn't you actually say that it was like Alexa Bliss's bag that he shattered as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Go> hey, <on. laughs> I like when I 
when I saw that on Ellie, I was like, oh my God, we've done it again, lads. <laughs> I'm so happy that Fast Lane is after the watershed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, New Japan Cup I, I watched So actually I've been really busy this week Being back in the classroom There's your bingo, I'm a school teacher And um, I watched So I decided to watch the Zack Sabre-Will Ospreay match So I just watched that one match um, Which I thought was excellent Yeah. But my one, my one takeaway from it Was that Ospreay Cuts like a pretty good promo, trying to be a heel promo. And he's like, okay, New Japan fans, why don't you chant for me now? And they and like there's obviously just a few nice New Japan, like Japanese people. They just started clapping politely, like, oh yeah, okay. Well done. You know, like that and they don't boo. It's such a weird dynamic now because the heels can just start clapping and the fans clap. Yeah. Because they're not allowed to chant anything. So they're like, just so polite. Yeah, like a Jay White started clapping in a. I'm well behind, but I was watching Jay White Hanare, which I thought was great, and um, and Jay White just started clapping, and the, the crowd got involved. I was like, he did it sarcastically, but they love it. They just want to get involved, don't they? Yeah, I guess if you can't if you can't shout anything, so then like that leads into my other takeaway from the whole New Japan Cup was after the final. Obviously, again, people can't boo. So, I mean, I hope I hope I don't spoil this for anyone. But after the winner, um, let's call him Billy Osprey. No, that's too obvious. Willow. <laughs> after he won it, and there was a post match where he gave the os cutter to you know long term girlfriend B Priestley. I, mean, I, I have not heard silence like that since that time I farted in a lift. It was unbelievable how quiet it was. What happened at the end? Yeah, he, 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 Dom's not doing some like funny thing. That's exactly what happened. He basically, it, the whole point of it was he was trying to show Abushi that he's so focused on the title. He does. He, he, he said. He, I think he said something. Like he loves it more than any anything or anyone. And then he just turned around and well, I don't know if you call it an Oz cutter because it's like um, it didn't break the spring off the rope. So it's like a diamond cutter basically. He diamond cutted me priestly. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Having not seen it, I hate it. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> and obviously, because Osprey's promo, like, bless him, like, was I say, bless him, wasn't that good because it was Will Osprey, you know, that's not what he's known for. Um, it just was all really awkward, like, like Don said, there was no, no crowd reaction, so it was just like, what? But and like, obviously, like, I mean, if you want to put another angle to it, and I know that you know, we. We kind of trying to step step around the issue a little bit on on, on this pod because of the, the dimensions involved. But when you think about Will and the speaking out movement, just like yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna anyway. But um, it's just awful, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, but you know what? Like with that being said, I I was a bit like um like you, Matt Connolly, where I was like, oh, this is terrible. What a terrible option. And then he went back stage and cut a promo. And it was actually probably the best promo I've heard Will Ospreay cut. He, and I, I mean, that's... Um, but what annoys me about his promos is he just yells. Where, like, I think that if he went more quiet, I think that, like, when he says things like, um, this means the world to me, this is more important to me than anything. And he said a line about Ibushi. He said, you're not a god, I'm not the devil. I just, I'm just a non-believer and I don't believe in you. Which is great. That's a really good promo, but he just shouted and ruined it. Anyway, um, those are my 
takeaways. Uh, it seems that a couple of people have watched New Japan Cup, so I'll let you guys talk about uh, what you guys watched. My only, my only quick, quick take on the on the New Japan Cup before we move on is Hornswoggle's brother had a cracking tournament. Like, I thought <laughs> David Finlay was on a brilliant. Like, like, especially towards the end, he he's it was star making. I, I was so so impressed. My issue with David Finlay has always been that he's called David Finlay. Because if he was just like called like I don't know, Dave, and like he wasn't connected to Fit Finley, I'd be into him. But the fact that he's got that Finley name, I just want him to properly mash up dudes. And like, I, I want him to be called Fit Dave. Just because he because he works a different style to his dad, like he suffers by surname. But I don't know if that's just me being really. No, I, I, I do I, think I, he's I, a good worker. That's a hot and sexy take, Matt Connolly. I think I think do I do like his work. Um, I'm st- I'm actually stuck at Dave Finley versus uh, yeah Dave Finley versus um, Yoshihashi. Is it second round? That's where I'm up to in the uh, yeah. Japan Cup. When I was talking about his star making <laughs> performance, I wasn't <laughs> particularly thinking of the Yoshihashi match. Yeah, I didn't think it would be. Yeah. No. <laughs> when when we used to, in high school, one of my best mates was called Dave. And um, we used to, he was like someone that used to come around to my house for some backyard wrestling. And I used to introduce him on the video as the man they call Dave. It's like, well, like I'm thinking back, I'm like, well, who calls him that? Like his mum, everyone. That's his actual <laughs> name. Like, what? I'd, anyway. That's accurate. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, back to the wrestling. Um, my two big takes from this week, from what I've watched, um, both, both re- uh, weekly recent stuff. Um, I'm sure that everyone's got a take on the Dynamite main event. Mm. Um, absolutely, I personally absolutely loved it. Um, I was, I'd, I'd seen screen caps of the main event and then watched it on the ITV4 showing on a Friday. Um, got to help those ratings, eh? Um, and I was absolutely flabbergasted with the uh, effort from, from both in the match. Um, but it has to be said that the star making performance of the two was definitely Britt Baker. Um, she comes out of it looking like an absolute megastar. Um, I'm not entirely sure if the cut that she had was a legit cut or a blade, but that was a lot of blood. How much on like that? blade to me? That looked like a blade. How much on the meter scale? Eight point three. Eight point three. Heavy. Yeah. It's, below, <laughs> it's below Eddie, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's below Eddie. I think if you bleed that well, your wrestling ability doesn't matter. You are going to be a star. Yeah. Because if you bleed that well, I was like, whoa. I, it, that match actually made me watch um, the, that main event just because the hype I'd heard around it. And for like the first half, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a solid wrestling match. Like, I like this. This is like all the fun. Once the blood got involved, I was like, Jesus, this is a great match. Like the thumbtack spot was well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was great. Like on, on the Britt Baker thing, obviously, you know, all props to Thunder Rosa, but Thunder Rosa is a very, very good wrestler. Like that, that's not surprising anyone, she, but she put a brilliant performance. Like, is there a, I can't think of a wrestler in a 12 month period that's improved as much as Britt Baker. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I know that she's still not like, you know, she's not Timothy Thatcher, but like she's, her wrestling is good enough and her 
storytelling and facial expressions in the ring and her willingness to fucking put up self threatening it's unbelievable like you got around 12 was it I'd, i say 12 months ago that's such an arbitrary time but early on in dynamite she got a lot of shit both for in-ring stuff and uh, promo work now i mean she's uh, it, the the most exciting female wrestler in the west probably um when aw started they went pretty much openly like coding that went our two stars are going to be Britt Baker and Hangman Page. And everyone went, nah, they're too green. They're boring characters. We don't like these guys. <laughs> uh, and then, like, we're at this point now where most people, maybe not everyone, but, like, because Omega's had his renaissance lately and stuff, Hangman Page might be the most interesting male character. Britt Baker is the most interesting female character. And, yeah, if you go back in time to when AW started, everyone was, well, not everyone, that's wrong, but the internet's opinion generally was, these guys aren't the right guys. But AEW knew they were the guys and have got them both to a place where they're now uh, at the head of their division. So, yeah. I don't Matt, know if they've improved or we give them the opportunity. I don't know. Matt, do you think there's a challenge with um, keeping Britt Baker heel after that performance? Because she's fucking so cool, isn't she? I know, like, I, know, like, I know there's probably a natural comparison here between her and Becky Lynch. And when the whole like man was born, but like that is like obviously with the with the bloodshot from is it I presume it was Nia Jack. She's obviously <laughs> probably the, the, it, it was Nia, wasn't it? Who, who hit Becky? Um, like is like the equivalent of that what Britt Baker just went through? Because you've got to like everyone's got to fucking love her after that, even though she's the baddie, right? I well, did think that, but I don't I don't know if they'll 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 switch up. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know, but she's she's really good though. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned it on the chat. I think there's, I mean, a moment in the future where it'd be six months down the line of like where Nyla Rose and whatever the vicious vic vixens faction are kicking the shit out of Thunder Rosa, and Britt Baker's music comes out and she comes out on the ramp from the face entrance with a kendo stick. The crowd will, if there is one at that time, would fucking explode. Right, like they're ready for that already, already, which is crazy. But yeah. I think it's going to be interesting with Britt Baker because there's going to be a clamour now to like get that title on her from everyone, right? And I, th I really hope that they kind of don't hotshot it because because I don't think that, that does she any favours either. Yeah, complete, completely right. I think that, that uh, there's a really good story to, to tell there. Um, I just hope that, that it's kind of given time to breathe. Um, but yeah, I just thought that the main event was absolutely fantastic and proves that women are more than capable of doing matches like that and it not coming off like sick or disgusting like some people would think it may do, um, which is great. Um, and as something that we've said previously in private chats as well, that we think that AEW should be doing more and more stuff that WWE w won't do. And that is proof of that in the pudding um, from last week's ma main event. And my other um, big kind of thing that I wanted to talk about from what the nerds are watching this week was, I don't know if you guys watched Impact this week? I heard the main event was really good, but I haven't seen it. Okay. There was, um, I just wanted to talk about... Um, I don't know if it's that. <laughs> are you going to talk about? <laughs> uh, um, Don Callis did an amazing in-ring promo with Rich Swan, and basically told Rich Swan that it was Don Callis that fought for him in um, to get him into Impact, even though... There was obviously the controversy around Rich Swan at the time, and he was the one that was pulling for him. And he's the one that knows that he's one of the most charismatic and brilliant wrestlers of the last de of, of the last decade. And then he was like giving him all the positives. And then he said basically that um, he was on commentary 
for um, the match where um, Omega pinned Swan and his commentary was one winged angel, one winged angel, one winged angel. And he said that he got so excited because he'd already written the story and everyone knows the future. And then he like just walked out and, and Rich Swan was just left puzzled like, oh God, it's Kenny Omega. It's the one winged angel. I'm not sure that I can beat it. And it was absolutely brilliant. I, I didn't see that, Ross, but uh, Don, Don Carlos also had a, a really, really good promo against uh, Eddie Kingston, I thought, on Dynamite as well. Was that the, actually, was that this week or the week before? I can't remember. It was the previous week. Yeah. Oh, so it was the previous week, yeah. Apologies. His yeah. strange impact was one who um, draw attention to the fact that Rich Swan was maybe not uh, a great get at the time. But mm. fair enough. I guess that anyone that actually watches Impact is probably a fairly knowledgeable wrestling fan that, like... I don't know. I don't know how many casual viewers find them on whatever channel they're on. You know, Anthem or Bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ESPN eight, the Ocho. <laughs> on Twitch. Um, they're on Twitch. <laughs> they put the episodes Friends. live on Twitch, right? In America. I've heard, I've heard about Twitch. That's the kids' version of Friends Reunited, isn't it? <laughs> it's a. I think it's a really good business model. Well, I don't know because obviously in America, I don't know what their TV deal is, but. I don't know if they're still doing it. They put it out on Twitch for free, right? So, like, you can just watch it, like, AW Dark or something. What happened to Pop TV? Oh, that's where the last time I remember Impact had a, a TV. Yeah. Pop TV. <laughs> it's because YouTube are a bit, like, tougher, right, on wrestling. Oh, okay. Like, like they see, uh, they demonetize it a lot easier. And I think Twitch is a bit of a, like, because it's mostly gamers just playing, like, um, Fortnite and just commentating on it i think that they found a better home there a lot of creators from youtube from what i understand as someone who isn't educated on the subject a lot of creators and content creators have gone over there as well so like i think they're a bit uh, nicer to wrestling they don't see it as so evil and violent youtube's quite a it's quite popular isn't it like because i don't know if people are listening but as well as channels one to five if you can go onto the internet you can go onto the youtube and they have other they have other tv shows as well as what you can get on your first five channels one time, it just reminds me of that time, I feel like my dad did when we first got the internet back in Australia. And I remember my dad said, so what, what time does it close in the evening? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to quickly say that um, also it was announced this week that uh, Impact's next pay-per-view, Hardcore Justice, is going head-to-head with, 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 with night one of WrestleMania. That's, that's a big, bold call. Wow. Who, do you, who do you think is going to win? <laughs> Kenny, I, it depends how bad Peacock is. Maybe it's going to be hard. God, justice is night. Hogan is that, Ome- so Omega, is that Omega versus? Is that Omega versus Mania? I think so. Yeah, Omega's going to win. He's going to beat the Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> he won't win, but he might draw a few eyes away, right? Like a few hardcore. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and Don, before we move on, I've got um. I've got. Uh, I've just watched fourteen Barry Windham matches this week, and I've got fifteen minutes on each. Can we fit them in? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, um, so, dear listener, you can either choose now to keep listening for the next three hours, or just go and watch the matches yourself, because that's how long it's going to take. <laughs> that's going to be WSBF uh, wrestling should be fun. Patreon is just me talking about Barry Windham. Windham <laughs> should be fun. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event of the evening. This week's roundtable brings you 
Good Wrestling Beers, The Elusive Five Star Dragon, and How to Fix Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Wrestling Should Be Fun Roundtable. <laughs> Uh, round table time. Uh, this where we all bring one fairly random idea to the table about wrestling, and uh, we just get a chance to discuss what we all might think could be current. It could be from the past. It could be uh, a completely random idea. Like I'm going to bring to the table first. This is actually a question I asked off the cuff to you lads earlier on, maybe on episode one, but I kind of turned it into a joke because I didn't have an answer prepared. Um, but now I've had a chance to think about it, and I'd really like to know if you were going to go to the pub with any wrestler, past or present, just for, you know, you can make it one beer, you can have a night on the Terps with them if you want to, like I'm planning to do, which wrestler would you like to go to the pub? Um, I'm going to start us off with I would love, love, love. It's a dream of mine. I would trade my kingdom for one night on the source with 1988 Ric Flair. Fuck, I would love. I would have just loved to have seen Flair in his pomp, just like in the suit, trying. And like, you know what? After a couple of Jager bombs with me, like I reckon I'd probably get into a shouting match with him because I like to pay for people's beers as well. And if he's trying to put, you know, like I, I would just absolutely love it. Um, and you know what? I almost got to live my dream a couple of years ago. I, we met Ric Flair at that BT Sport function that um, Mr. BT Sport, Rob Armstrong, uh, got us into. Oh, wait, no, we won a competition. That's right. Sorry, kayfabe. And Ric Flair was there and I got to meet him and I had a beer. Like I had, I probably had six beers because they were free. And I, and I passed him one. I said, mate, you want, you want a beer? And he knocked me back because he wasn't drinking. I don't know if he's not drinking ever again or, but for whatever reason, his health couldn't allow it, he told me. Um, so I, I had a beer standing next to him. And then the personal security guard that was with him slapped my arm and I tried to give him a hug. Um, so that's as close as I'll ever get to having a session with 1988 Ric Flair. It's probably closer than a lot of people get though. So um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts or if you've got to think of anyone whilst I'm talking about the time I met Ric Flair. Um, didn't get to ride Space Mountain, but maybe next time. I was there at the same um, event with you, Dom, and your face when Ric Flair turned you down for that beer, I've never seen you look more sad. <laughs> yeah, I was actually gutted. It's like <laughs> it's like that time I asked Tony Storm for a photo and then she charged me 10 quid. Oh. Gutted. <laughs> only time I've ever paid a wrestler for a photo or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so anyone anyone got any names to bring to the table about a good wrestling beer? I, I just I thought about this actually, and I think I've I've, I've answered the question as poorly as you could do because I was thinking about like Kevin Steen Owens or El Generico Sami Zayn or Brian Danielson or Lance Storm. I think with like the kind of in, like interesting wrestling people, I think who I could get on with and also love talking to them about wrestling. I think they're all teetotalers, so I've got to disqualify <laughs> them all. <laughs> four out of four, I failed on. Um, but I think my fifth one, I'd go with, and I don't know if, if he likes the booze, but his name includes a beer. So I think I'd go Nigel McGuinness. 
I think he's a top, he's he's an absolutely top bloke. His references on commentary, the kind of things like, oh yeah, I reckon we get on. He's just, I mean, watching the last days of McGuinness, he's obviously just a, an absolute sweetheart, but he's also maybe my favourite wrestler ever. Uh, that would be a dream. I, I, literally going on a session with Nigel McGuinness would be, maybe I'd pick, maybe an all day, like Sunday session. Now he's employed by WWE, we couldn't go to two grimy bars. So I'd maybe go with maybe a pub crawl around Angel. Um, the, the northwest of Angel, like the kind of Island Queen, Earl of Essex, Charles Lamb, those kind of pubs. I uh, I don't want this to turn into people Don's met, but I did meet Nigel Guinness once, and um, he he does he does have a beer. Um, but my main memory of it was I was just like trying to be cool, like I was living in Australia at the time, and I was like, oh, so um, you know, you reckon Man United will win the Prem this year? And he just stone cold looked at me dead, dead pan and just goes, don't follow football, mate. And I was like, cheers, love to meet you. You're my second favorite wrestler of all time. Um, mm-hmm. See you later. He just so anyway, then I went over to Austin Aries and we, you know, he was just hitting on women that walked past. So anyway, that was an interesting night as well. Did, did Austin Aries think that Man United was going to win the Prem that year? <laughs> um, Austin Aries only spoke about himself, surprisingly. <laughs> was he wearing a mask? My one um, fear for you, Brum, um, as you're doing your um, pub crawl of Angel with Nigel McGuinness is that you'll be wanting to talk about wrestling and all that he'll be wanting to do is show you his latest magic tricks. I fucking love magic. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'd be disappointed. I'd be, he'd, be like, he'd be like, look, Matt, um, let, let's say I'm like a make-a-wish kid or something. Like, and he takes me out for the day. <laughs> Because like I've got really bad eczema, and he's and he goes and he's like, look, Matt. People told me that the favorite, the favorite match, your favorite match of all time is me versus Brian Danielson at Unified. And you, you, had, you, you know, realistically, you should have gone, and you never did, and it was your biggest regret. So I'm just going to take you through step by step that match and what me and Dragon were talking about through it all. And I'd just be like, look, Nigel, fuck off. Show me some fucking card tricks. <laughs> be interested in. Sleight of hand magic. Like, to be fair, Nigel McGuinness in the fucking ring is sleight of hand. Of course he's a fucking brilliant magician. Like, yeah. so subtle, so beautiful. Sorry, if the, me talking about Nigel McGuinness for four, four hours is one for the Patreon users as well. I went he- to a, um, I went to a public viewing in Highbury, actually, um, of the Nigel McGuinness um, documentary. The oh, one wow. The last left. days of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, uh, and there was a and a afterwards and the first question was about, <laughs> and there was a first and the first question to him was about magic and he spent <laughs> 40 minutes talking about magic and everyone was just like we've got 25 questions about ring of honor here mate <laughs> <laughs> um anyone else for good wrestling beers hey fame wrestling beers or real life wrestling beers well <laughs> hang, hangman in kayfabe right hangman's putting them away these days matt that's a really good point actually because i think my issue is i really like wrestling but i don't really like wrestlers <laughs> so i think uh, to be honest i think i'd probably prefer just to go to another progress show I, lot than yeah like have a bunch of beers with i, I don't know rico or i'll pick one i'll pick one that i reckon he'd, he'd settle in literally with the lads Seamus, Seamus would be up for yeah, a football fan, Irish lad. He would, he would 100%. Yeah. 
Seamus and Drew's given up the drink as well, hasn't he? But I think I think that Seamus and Drew would be proper beers. Like they you they would love it. Yeah, he'd he'd be a good beer as well. Wade Barrett, he'd be a good beer, wouldn't he? I, I, no, I think I think Seamus and Wade Barrett would be. I think Drew McIntyre would drink Fosters. <laughs> Which is well, it's it's the tenants of Australia, so that's all right. <laughs> Uh, so I had a little thing about this, Dom, and my two favourite sorts of night out, nights out, uh, like pub, like pub nights out with just like one or two other people and just talking about like the like better times that we all had. So I think that like someone like um, going out for a drink with the, with the likes of um, me and Gene Oakland and um, Michael P. S. Hayes just sat in just like sat in a dark pub just chatting about the great wrestling road trip stories and things like that, I would absolutely love because because they're both big drinkers, both got amazing stories to tell. Um, I think that that would just be like a great night and one of those nights where I would cherish it very, very much to my heart and try and gain as much knowledge about the history of wrestling as possible as as well as just sitting back, having a great beer with some of the best storytellers in wrestling. And my other option would be to go out with someone who is part of a big crew and is just like the life and soul of the party. And you cannot say that it's anyone in wrestling other than Brie Bella. Brie mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's watched some Total Divas. <laughs> she's all about the session. <laughs> is she really? I actually yeah, don't. I don't like, know this. I'm... So like, so like Brie mode, the actual like, like true hey, meaning yeah, of it. It's... Brie getting on the session, being a bit of a tearaway. It's brilliant. That's where it came from, yeah. I, so, like, you obviously just find me, whilst we're doing it, I, I, again, this is just me talking about wrestlers I've met, but I'll tell you who is a good beer. Two people, um, the Session Moth Martina, top beer, yeah. and That's Jack Sexsmith. Jack Sexsmith is a great beer. Real, really good beer. Lovely bloke to have a chat to on the tiles. Um, so yeah, I mean, mate, I, I love I love that segment. I cannot believe that Connolly hasn't said Stan Hansen. You <laughs> cannot tell me, Connolly, that you wouldn't love to have a beer with Stan Hansen. I would, but, but he also scares the life out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it'd give give new meaning to getting the getting blind drunk, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's that's not bad. Um, I, <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, next topic. We, we've gone long here early. Um, Brummett, you want to go next? Oh, um, don't worry. I'm not going to do what I did last week. This isn't going to be a nine-minute monologue about cameras. Um, um, this is a pretty quick one, actually. Um, and it's, it's also because you, you guys give me shit each week that I never do proper... Like, I don't predict stuff. I just, <laughs> I just do airy-fairy stuff. This is a, a proper prediction. And my worry is we're... To, Pull the curtain back. We're recording this a bit early this week, recording it on Sunday. So there are two shows, Fastlane and NXT, that could muck up my prediction. But I think Brian Danielson, uh, the best Western wrestler of all time, who has famously never received a a five-star match from Big Dave uh, Meltzer, I think he's going to get his first five-star match in... Wait, when does this go out? Two weeks' time. Um, I think more hope than think but that with all this hype that talking about Pete Dunne's the best technical wrestler in the world 
I think at NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, we're going to get Pete Dunne versus Daniel Bryan, and it's going to be fucking incredible, and it's going to get five stars from Big Dave. So it's a very specific prediction with lots of things that can go wrong and one and, and things that could probably be completely nullified by Friday when it's announced it's going to be Pete Dunne versus Kushida, which I'd also have no problem with. But yeah, that's what I'm going with, lads. Uh, chances of it happening? Likelihood, what do you think about it? I think you just... Um, sold. Absolutely sold. Bring it on. <laughs> I, I would be up for it, but I think you just some. I when they said Pete Dunne was going to have a technical wrestling match, I thought Kashida. Yeah, I think I probably is Kashida, isn't it? But a boy can dream. But but Brian might have a five star match at Fastlane. Who knows? Because him and Roman could absolutely tear the house down if that's just allowed to go. Because they had a match like when Roman was a bit greener, even though you know he was still good. Uh, back in like whenever Roman was first getting pushed, and that was really good. That was so, at Fastlane as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was at Fastlane. It was actually a really good match, even though some corners of the internet would probably say it was Brian carrying someone. Um, it was a really good match, and um, I think they're going to have a really. I I got really high hopes, which are probably going to be let down for the Fastlane match that will have happened when this goes out. Um, so I'll either look an idiot or clever, but I think it's. I think that's going to be. Better than whatever Brian does in the next month after it. What, yeah. including against Pete Dunn? If I, I reckon, and I might be in the minority, him and Roman, even if it's Pete Dunn, I would I would rather watch the Brian Roman match. I think it's going to be great. Maybe I'm building that match up too much in my head, but Brian Roman. To to if, me, I was with, if I was with you now, Matt, I'd be giving you a dead leg. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Roman's going to be fantastic. No, I know you're not as much into the WWE style of things, Brian, but. Roman Reigns is really good. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm, he's a, he's tired of what he does. But Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson versus Pete Dunne. Think of that match. Yeah, there'll be a lot. Think of, of all the maroon on show. <laughs> I do. Uh, feel, um, I do feel that if that match happens, um, Meltzer will potentially give it a five star. Definitely. Yeah, that, I'd agree with that. I'd agree Talking with that. of um, Daniel Bryan dream matches, I don't know if you saw that um, this week um, Daniel Bryan's been getting some shit from the smarks on the internet. Um, basically, he was interviewed and asked what his dream matches were. And he said the likes of Okada and Jonathan Gresham. Um, and uh, Voices of Wrestling tweeted, quote, uh, quote tweeting the uh, quote and then said, Yawn, we've heard it all before. Nobody wants to hear about this guy and all the dream matches he allegedly wants until he shows some guts, puts his money where his mouth is, leaves WWE and makes it happen. Shut up. Nobody cares anymore. Put up or shut up. Ouch. Jesus. That's a hard I, take, isn't it? I, I, did, I did see that. And as always, I preface this. I understand that to be a journalist, the only way to make money is to say sensationalised things. But I, I would like to say... Who the fuck is Voices of Wrestling? And in the words of the great man, American Dragon, Brian Danielson, what the fuck do you know about wrestling? Are they, are they uh, the same voices in Randy Orton's head? <laughs> <laughs> they have some pull though, right? Like they, they get a lot of shit right, don't they? Yeah, um, I listen to them. What do you mean, did they get a shit all right? Did they call like fucking Rio versus Randy Orton main eventing WrestleMania? Listen, they didn't. <laughs> They're one of them things that got credos because they called like a load of WWE results, like a load of booking decisions. They were on the dirt sheet and got it right. I think that's how they got their name. I might be wrong. I don't really care either, by the way, guys. 
like, what not is Conley wrong? Cross. I'm not the voice of wrestling. It's Matt Conley. Right? It's the shit. voice of wrestling. I couldn't that. give a shit about them either. But I think that's why they got their name. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking insane. Like, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever. Yeah. He's like, obviously, he's, you know, he can work through with the fuck he wants. And obviously, WWE pay him well and probably give him, like, what he wants. Fine. Like, that's obviously completely fine. But he can also say... I'd, he's not saying, oh, I'm fucking dissatisfied. If he was doing that, I'm dissatisfied with WWE, I'm going to leave so I can fight Gresham and Okada, and he and he kept not doing it. That's fine, but he's just saying, oh, in a hypothetical world, if I could fight anyone, it'd be lovely to fight Gresham and Okada. Yeah, you can't, you can't, like, as, as fans and stuff of any sport, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I love it when the athletes give honest interviews. Yeah, whatever his name is, the fucking the Danish footballer, Haaland or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, I love his interviews. He's honest. He's the only person that's honest. And then someone's actually honest and polite and lovely. Boo, you're all talk. Like, <laughs> fuck, get, mate, you can get in the bin, mate. Yeah. I've got two, two things. One is if Daniel Bryan, I've not seen... 99% of Daniel Bryan's Ring of Honor run. But I guarantee if they happen now, Meltzer would give at least one of their matches five star because the ratings have shifted. And the second thing I'll say is Haaland is actually Norwegian and he's the second best Norwegian after Martin Odegaard. <laughs> he got it in there. Got it in. <laughs> Fair play to you. I... <laughs> Football's not really my thing. Uh... <laughs> By the way, Don was talking about Alf Inge Haaland. Oh, <laughs> the third best Norwegian after <laughs> his son, Anno. Uh, next to come to the round is going to be Ross the Boss. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so my one this week um, stemmed from our group chat where Simon popped in the group for, for the first time in like five weeks and said that he liked Raw and then got shot down <laughs> and then <laughs> left again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just wanted to uh, like have a kind of open, honest di- like discourse about Monday Night Raw and just how seemingly everyone dislikes it. I don't know how much people actually watch it. I don't know if it's a case of it's cool to punch up at Monday Night Raw because it's seen as the flagship WWE show and WWE isn't cool. Um, but from what I've been watching, there's been a lot of good stuff happening on Monday Night Raw, you've got Bobby Lashley being presented as the badass that, that he should have been for the past two or three years. You've got the creation of the Hurt Business, which has been a big part of that, with MVP as your kind of voice of that group. You've got Drew McIntyre pretty much holding fort um, for the past t- 12 months or so and proving that he's a main event player. You've had... Um, his matches against Sheamus. Um, Sheamus in particular has been having bangers week in, week out on that show against the likes of Keith Lee and Drew, Mac- and Drew McIntyre. Um, you've had, granted, the um, women's division is an absolute state. Um, I'm not going to defend that. Um, injuries are not, a, are not helping that case. Um, but there's plenty of stuff that's good on Raw. And yes, there's stuff that's not so good. The Shane McMahon Braun stuff is easy to point your finger at um, with the um, segment that happened in the past two weeks. It's not been great, but the story itself of a kind of a know-all Shane McMahon trying to make Braun Strowman look stupid and Braun not quite getting his way yet until 
probably the pay-per-view match. It, like, it's all building up to Shane McMahon being thrown off something, so that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of have a discussion with you guys of like, do you actually watch Raw? Do you, are you someone that watches the highlights and makes your kind of view on the show based on that? And do you think that that's what the wider wrestling community do? Or do you think it's a fair assessment that Raw is not good? I, so, like, I feel there's, there's a Simpsons quote that comes to mind for me to answer this question. And it's um, Ned Flanders' parents go see the psychologist or the psychiatrist because Ned Flanders as a baby or a child is really misbehaving. And they, they say to him, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. That's how I feel about Raw. Like, I don't particularly enjoy it. I do watch it sometimes. Most weeks I still try to catch it in some form. And I don't particularly enjoy it. But I also don't know why. I really don't. Like, I everything you've said there, Ross, is true. I think they, they have good matches on Raw. I think some of the storylines are good. Um, but there's just there's just something about and the, the lazy answer here is the length of the program. Um, and I and I, I hate to be that guy, but I do kind of feel like it's just too long and it's been too long for so long that it feels like it's missable. I I don't know how to fix that. I I don't know how to make it. So it feels like you have to tune in again or you might miss out on something. But at the moment, it's kind of like, well, um, you know, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre have had two really good matches on Raw in the last three weeks. But now they're going to wrestle again tonight on Fastlane in a slightly different stipulation match. It's like, well, I haven't missed anything, have I, by not watching Raw? Um, What I will say is I think BT do a good job on the highlights. I quite enjoy that um, if you can wait. Or if the show's still worth watching, if you haven't had it ruined by the time it comes out on Thursday, the highlight show, I quite enjoy that because they get it done in 45 minutes. And when I watch that, I'm not like, oh, geez, I wonder what I've missed out in 2015. Like, I, you know, it's 2015 that I can, you know, waste on my phone instead. Um, so I know that's a bullshit answer, Ross, and I, I, wish, I wish I had some idea to fix it. I don't mind Raw. I'm probably, I probably watch more of it than Matt and Matt do, but I, I don't know how to fix it. Interesting. Does anyone have any good ideas? No. <laughs> well, but, but, <laughs> to be fair, like, um, I'm, my attitude with Raw, and I know I obviously went on the big, big rant last week about, about production just because I thought that was like systemic, but like, I, I don't want SmackDown either. You know, and like they could probably make good changes to the product, and I won't watch them. I just, I just don't think they're for me. You know, and that that happens in life, isn't it? I don't think I'm a target audience. I don't think what they're trying to do is anything that I have an interest in. But same with pay per views, really. I, I, I think it'd be unless something particularly hot happened. I couldn't really imagine myself going back and really watching WWE main roster. That I do like NXT and it's parts of, parts of NXT UK too, but it's, it's just not really for me. So um, I won't I won't weigh in too much of this. Uh, the only thing I'll throw in, which I found quite interesting, I do every so often catch things where if something blows up or something gets talked about a bit, I will go and dig it out and, and watch it. Um, usually just with Shafi's network login. Um, <laughs> I'll go I'll go and watch something. And one thing I did, I remember there was a lot of 
talk at the time about Raw Underground thing that they did, which because it's like, oh, it's going to be a bit different. And I remember looking at that, and I was like, oh, that's, you know, I know there's dancing ladies and stuff, and it's all a bit silly, but I thought, oh, that's interesting. You we've got to try and produce something a little bit differently. And that was something that I found I found very, very disappointing um, that I dug out, because they had, basically, um, I think Dom's comment that WWE just out of ideas. I'm not sure if they are. I think they probably have lots of ideas, but from getting to the idea beginning and actually the execution of it. And again, this is from someone who, who hasn't watched it properly in, in over a year, but, but definitely before that was the case that they, the execution just fails or it falls through and it's maybe too many cuts in creative or Vince, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the reasons. I just know that there's, there's a lot of things you see, that's a nugget of a good idea and it just falls and, and, and raw underground. The principle behind it was quite interesting, like ring fencing a bunch of wrestlers, having them not literally, but figuratively ring fencing a bunch of wrestlers, having fight in a different environment. But what they missed there, when I watched it, the ma- sorry, it's me talking about how fucking wrestling matches are shot again. But they were, um, it just looked like a normal, like it was, it just wasn't done in an interesting way. I think if they went for, I don't know if you guys watch UFC at all, but. I, I, I used it about the decade ago. I don't really watch as much now, but they kind of have like a bit of an above camera angle, which is a bit tight in, and it creates quite a claustrophobic, intense atmosphere between the fighters. And when one has an edge and it's kind of bearing down on the other one, it's like, a, you know, it's like a vulture and their prey, and and, it, and it's quite it's quite an exciting dynamic of how it's shot. And I think if WWE went somewhere like that with some like Raw Underground, that could have been something where they could have created something that's a bit different, a bit more interesting. That again changes itself from the the monotony of of Raw, but they obviously didn't, and it failed, and it just became a weird shame at Man Vehicle. But yeah, I don't, you I don't know. To go back to 1998 and watch some Dragons Den matches, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's what I do on a daily basis anyway, because I'm Steve Blackman's biggest fan. <laughs> I do wonder with um, that Raw Underground if that's going to play into the Braun sto- storyline going into WrestleMania. If they're going to like, if they're going to like Shane or blame Braun for the failure of it or something. What's that? They, they, that guy did they have like a Babakatsu or something? I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, Abitude Day. Oh, that's it. Sorry. Oh, so I've literally just ordered a um, a, a katsu curry online. <laughs> <laughs> It merged in a little bit. That was very unprofessional. Sunday, <laughs> sorry. What about you, Matt? Any like thoughts? How how, uh, how to improve Raw, or if you just think that like it's reached a point now where people don't even watch Raw and just say Raw is shit. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped watching it because it was too long. Yeah, yeah. I know that's boring, and Dom's already mentioned it. It's just too long, and like all the stuff you've mentioned is good. And I'm I'm a bit of a defender of WWE, even though I don't watch the weekly product that often. I'll, I'll catch the odd episode of SmackDown if I'm up on a Friday night at a ridiculous hour. Um, but I, I don't watch the product apart from pay-per-views. And even now I skip some of the B pay-per-views. But I just, Raw is just, I, when I think of it, I think of it being an effort. And yeah. I don't know how I can change that side. I, again, I was, <laughs> to pull the curtain, like, I wasn't one of the ones who's slating watching Raw. I think if you're still getting something out of Raw, watch Raw. Because yeah. the guys on the show and the girls on the show are talented as whatever. Um, but the, I don't even know if it's a storyline issue or it's a length issue. For every good storyline on that show, there's a filler one going on. Whether it be the women's tag division with the ever-changing, we're now best friends. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are now best friends. Even though they had perfectly good tag team in Mandy Rose and Sainsville. And I know they had a storyline and they paid it off. But like you look at Peyton Rose and Billy Kay and stuff, like they don't care about them, that division. That takes up half an hour of the show. And then you go to the US title picture, which hasn't mattered for 
maybe all year there was a period maybe where Apollo Cruz's title run mattered and then that died off. Like there's just this solid focus on whatever the main story is, and then you get two hours of well, this will fill time. And as much as the matches are good, and I agree that, that first Drew Sheamus match was brilliant. It was a genuinely probably in the top five matches I've watched this year. It was outstanding. They just went for it. Just how many each other? I can't sit through that show for even with the edited version, um, two and two fifteen. It's just not not something that I would sit and enjoy. If every wrestling show was one hour, watch them all. They're all too long. And yeah. Raw's the worst offender. I think um it's 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 pretty much proof in the pudding that WWE can produce a good show in two hours because pretty much universally SmackDown is liked at least, not like necessarily loved, like but there's definitely WWE guys uh, fans that love SmackDown. And should I, think- I be watching SmackDown, by the way, guys? Is that should I is that worth well, my time? Whenever I watch it, it's a good show. These guys probably know better than me, but yeah, like the it's the roster on on SmackDown is basically the work rate roster, basically. Do they still have the big fist? <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about SmackDown is, as soon as the work rate guy is really good, Roman Reigns beats them. <laughs> which, <laughs> great heel work. Which, but, which is also which is also cool because Roman Reigns is probably the most engaging character in WWE. Yeah, he's the best. I. I I, I think I find him most engaging. And I just uh, go back to what you said before, Matt Connolly. Like, I, I'm also very excited for the best wrestler in WWE versus the most engaging character at Fastlane tonight, live on pay per view. Oh, is that? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. They've also shoehorned in from nowhere um, Nakamura versus Rollins. That'd be quite good. Yeah. They can both work a bit. <laughs> Do you know, but you know, I'll tell you why that's actually a little bit exciting though, is because they haven't wrestled three times already on TV for free. Yeah, agreed. Because like um with the Biggie Apollo stuff, I know that Apollo's now got a massive attitude change, but they've done that like at least twice already, right? In the last month and a half. So and- and that, and that just ties in with what everyone said so far about the length of time. There's too much time to fill. They want to give people what they want, which is good wrestling. And it is all good wrestling. There's nothing bad on the show, on either show. But because there's too much time to fill, it's just repetitive. And I think it, it, just, it just seems skippable to me. Um, but, yeah, anyway. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, w- I wish I had more ideas to help because I, I feel like, like this isn't very wrestling should be fun. This is more voices of wrestling, um, which I don't even know what it is. But <laughs> I think we've been positive. Um, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I don't know. We've we've said like you say like what you said, Dom. There's no problem with the wrestling. No one's yeah. slating talent and going he can't work, brother. Like we are no. trying to be constructive here. Like it's more a programming thing, right? Problems yeah. one hundred, solutions zero. <laughs> <laughs> What, what do you think? Why don't Raw change the model? So rather than a three-hour wrestling show, it's uh, a 15-minute 15, 15 wrestling show. Seven really intense two-minute matches, and they've just got to that one-minute advert in the middle has got to be revenue-generating for them as much as the rest of the show. If they can find a real big... Who's like... Who's, who's, who's rich? Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Bezos <laughs> buys that one minute in the middle and does a big... 
big Amazon advert and it's worth it. And then we'd get really seven, really hot two minutes. But you I wouldn't know, really I know that's a joke, but I would watch that every single <laughs> week. I, you, you've, you've just described Wrestling Society X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I fucking love Wrestling Society X. Bring it back. I want to see X-Pac versus Judas Macias. In a, well, to be fair, that's what the main event of AEW was. But fucking Wrestling Society X got its explosions, right? I mean, they're all in post-production, but who cares? Yeah. And they paid fans to pretend that there was a big, big, big explosion live. <laughs> <laughs> I decided the way Raw needs to to change and become wrestling society X. That's the solution. But whilst we're all um, pitching ideas, even though we're only a third of the way through the podcast at the one hour mark, <laughs> I had this I, I had this idea recently. Maybe like one hour of Raw could be um, like uh, strictly come wrestling, and what they do is there's just like. So there's, there's like eight celebrities who get paired up with a pro wrestler, a little bit like NXT, but they've never wrestled before. And what we see is it like the first week, like it's a fan vote, you get voted out, one person gets voted out a week, they like a public vote. And like, so the first week, obviously they're not going to wrestle a match until like week 10, but like the first week they have to cut a promo by the end of the show. And the second week they might have to do like a run-in of their pros match. And then the third week, they have to get the hot tag at the end of the tag match. It completely draws back the curtain of, like, you know, wrestling is what it is and how to train to be a wrestler. But like, I, I think if people watch Strictly Come Dancing, no one likes dancing, do they? But, like, people watch it for, like, the reality TV style. What about if one of Raw is Strictly Come Wrestling with celebrities? Like, you can get, like, Greg James on there. He likes wrestling. You know, people that like wrestling and respect it. You know, Tyson Fury, whatever. But I, I think that that I'd watch that. Sorry, Dom, not to go all Simpsons did it on you, but um, you need to watch uh, Hulk Hogan's Celebrities of Wrestling or whatever it was called. Dustin Diamond was on that. I remember. Yeah, Danny Bonaducci. I think did he win it? Was Rodman? I think was on it as well. See, I'm sorry, Dom. That exact format that you just described has been done pretty much. I, a last hour of Raw. If they did that though, with yeah, the modern great. day production, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, Bad Bunny versus um, Pete Rose all over it. I'm pretty sure that Prince Harry's dad was on that. <laughs> James Hewitt, right? Yeah, he was. Well, maybe I ought to shut my mouth. <laughs> I, I, I now, looking back, I think maybe someone has told me about that before. But anyway, I... Well, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. It's um, it's mystery roundtable time. Matt Connolly, you you drew the main event slot this week. Yes, I did, and uh, it, it it's literally going to be like uh, just give. I've got a question for y'all, and uh, you just have to give the name of your answer, obviously, and then an explanation as to why you're picking it. So, my question to all of you is, if you had to, with all these Wednesday Night Wars arguments, and I'm not talking about a live experience, by the way, because I know everyone would just pick progress or whatever. Um, you could only pick one wrestling company from now until, I don't know, the next 10 years. that You're only allowed to watch their content for. So every other company is then deleted from your knowledge. Um, 
which company would you like to watch for the next 10 years as they stand now and knowing where they're going to go and all you can watch is that one company? A, a quick question, Matt. That's the back catalogue as well. No, I just mean future catalogue. You can go okay. in back catalogues of everyone. Yeah. You can go in back catalogues of, say your answer is AEW, you can go in New Japan back catalogue and watch right. okay, Okada cool. beat everyone. Cool. What would you want to watch the future product of if I said the next 10 years you can only pick one? And I'm not talking about live. You can still pay for a ticket and go watch yeah. whoever. So um, I will pick uh, alphabetically, Dom, one company. And if you pick WWE, you don't get NXT. And we're not. You can get both the main roster shows, but you don't get NXT. I'd really, I, I, like, I'm going to pick you because it's the thing that I enjoy the most at the moment. Um, and I say it with, like, a little bit of regret because I know that I'd really miss the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania every year. I'd really miss that for the next 10 years because that that's still probably my favourite things to watch live, even more than any AEW stuff. But I think... In some cases, I just wonder if my life would be a lot better if someone actually took the choice of watching WWE out of my hands and said, okay, you've only got two hours a week, watch AEW, enjoy it, that's it. You're not controlled by this 46 hours of content that you feel like you have to watch as like Mindforge manacles, uh, you know, in, in, that, you, that you're stuck with. So uh, I'm going to go with AEW. I don't really have any philosophical reason other than it at the moment, right now, um, you know, gun to my head like you've sort of done here, Matt. I think AEW is what I enjoy the most in the wrestling world. I enjoy Dynamite the most every week. And I also know that I can probably go and watch uh, WWE Wrestles Live at Progress since you gave me that little, um, you know, that, that little caveat. So, yeah, I'm keeping it short. I don't know why, just because I like it the most at the moment, AEW. Rum? Well, before uh, JCH gave up wrestling for trampolining, um, me and, and Matt Connolly used to um, write a bit for Ross the Boss's website on like a, a weekly head-to-head on NXT versus Dynamite. And I still watch those shows every week. Make, I fast-forward the odd bit. I've got a fucking kid. But I, I still watch both shows. And like, I, I, I change week on week which I prefer out of the two. Um, I sort of find it really hard. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't watch WWE anyway. That, that's, that's not an issue. I think New Japan is. I think it's on downhill. I, I don't think it's going to be this. I, I'd like. I'd like to be wrong. I'd love to pick 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 something really niche and cool and say Choco Pro or something. But um, yeah, it, it's it, it, fuck. It's out of NXT and AEW. And I think on the basis of committing to the future. I think AEW in the future is a safer bet than NXT, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, Big Dom and I'm gonna go with AEW as well. Fair choice, fair choice. Ross, have you got a different answer, or are you sticking uh, with trendy? Ross is definitely gonna say NXT UK. I was gonna say I bet it's the NXT UK brand. He's sticking with them. <laughs> he doesn't fucking he doesn't care about the best rest in the world. He just <laughs> wants to see Joseph Connors with straightened hair, cutting shit promos, stood behind Ginny. That's all he wants. <laughs> Yeah, you completely stole my answer, guys. It's NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> One hour a week, which is what we've already spoken about, is the perfect length of a wrestling show. We don't want two hours like like AEW bullshit. And they've got dark and they've got elevation. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> we want one hour, and we want Heritage Cup matches because those are black and great. Yeah, they are. and we and we want to make sure that British wrestling's got something going on in ten years' time. So. <laughs> 
So let's lock that in and um, see what Ben Carter's called by then. <laughs> I um, I love to see the world, Ross, where you're only watching NXT UK and going to progress shows and having to run a wrestling Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Attitude Era, guys? <laughs> this week in wrestling, Jack Starr's got beat by Muscle Cat, Saxon Huxley, just every I, day. I wonder if, like, I wonder if he went and applied this rule to everyone in the wrestling world, um, that if NXT UK's viewing figures would change much. Lots of watching. Like, is like I wonder if like is is there like a lot of loyalists would stick with it like you Ross? I wonder. It would be interesting to see. I, I my, two of my um, mates are loyal NXT UK fans. They watch every week. <laughs> so there's another two. <laughs> Why is there not a group between them and Ross? There needs to be like a support. I'll hook them up. I'll come up with Ross. They <laughs> the ultras. Because it's an hour. That's why they watch it. Literally, because it's an hour. <laughs> I definitely hashtag the um, NXT UK hashtag whilst it's on and scroll through. And uh, there's, a fair, there's a fair amount of people watching it. And then there's a 50-50 between people just saying, can't believe anyone's watching NXT UK while they're watching it. Well, at the moment, sadly, there's still like, you know, the classic, as soon as someone comes on that, that has been involved in speaking out, then you just get all those tweets. But most part, it's, you know, people saying how, you know, how much fun the Supernova sessions are. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, though, like they bring it on themselves. I think Jim Smallman booking the main event of Jordan Devlin versus Jimmy Savile was bold last week. <laughs> Actually, that sounds really bad. That sounds like I've just called Trent Seven Jimmy Savile, which I've definitely not done. I love <laughs> a bit. That was actually, that was a, sorry to go back to um, what the nerds were watching. Dom can do a really seamless cut and bring this back in later. <laughs> I was really looking forward to that match. Um, it just didn't quite deliver, Ross. What did you think? I think a, a large part of the reason that it didn't deliver is because there was no, um, what's the word? Fakes. Yeah, because you've already seen Devlin turn up <laughs> on the real NXT with the belt. Like, I really hope that, that Trent won and the next week they just like photoshopped Trent onto Devlin's head on the segment. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I, I think that was a big reason why like I certainly kind of zoned out of watching it really. Yeah. So, yeah, totally so what, we, what we've decided from this segment is Dom and Brum want to see what happens in AEW. Ross wants to keep British wrestling alive. <laughs> I admire Ross's answer, but I don't know if if that's a real answer. But fair play, it, it, Matt. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, what would you what would you choose, Matt Connolly? Well, to go back to what Dom said, I would give up all the cool indie wrestling I like because until the last sort of few months, New Japan was one hundred percent my favorite promotion. I love New Japan. I've just I completely am lost in it now. I don't know who I like anymore. I don't get the booking anymore, but I do enjoy the matches. But it has taken away a lot of my love. And I don't know, in a weird way, if that's just because a card doesn't win anymore and I'm such a loser that I care. Um, but I would pick WWE. I would pick the main roster and I would want to watch the Royal Rumble and I would want to watch WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Those three, for me, are three big events. I'm throwing SummerSlam into the, the other two. They're three big events for me in the year. I book the next day off at work near enough every time and... And uh, they're like events where I can hang out with my mates and have a beer and like we all talk wrestling and like yeah, and, I wouldn't want to lose that. I wouldn't want to lose that. 
And to tell you, I, I said something similar, I said I'll sacrifice them. But also I think it's important that we say, just to be a bit positive uh, as well, that WWE hasn't had a bad pay-per-view in about three years. Like, yeah, yeah. It's WWE <laughs> Yeah, like all their pay-per-views are really good. I've never, I haven't watched one for about three years and gone, man, that stunk the place up. I'm always just like, wow, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would pick, I would pick um, the main roster, and I know again, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a Simon, maybe I'm uncool, but uh, yeah, I would pick it. I would pick the main roster. Not to be like negative, Nelly, but I think that the 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 worst show that they've put on recently was Survivor Series of last year. I thought that was really bad. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. Which it's, it's interesting that you say that Survivor Series, but I, so the Survivor Series has been my favourite show, definitely the three years before that, and that's the reason that I hated it so much because there wasn't like the bangers that the previous one had, apart from the main event, which was Drew and Roman, which was fucking great. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? It missed out Brock Lesnar killing someone like Styles or. Or Brian, yeah. Yeah. Um, mate, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff, guys. Uh, quality roundtable again. Uh, should we do some Book of Bingo? E-I-N-G-O and Bingo was his name Oh, This is Book of Bingo. Yeah, I'm gonna win, guys. I'm gonna be a bit cheeky. Can I shotgun going first on on Booker Bingo because my uh, food's arrived, so I'm gonna be really boring and, and log out afterwards. So I'm gonna Brian Cage get my shit in if that's okay with you, lads. <laughs> you yeah, I don't, I don't reckon. <laughs> I don't. I don't reckon you've had the the death slot of going first yet yeah, either. Have you? So, so I'll take it. I'm now. It's gonna be a two wrestlers I've not heard of, isn't it? <laughs> I, this is the most exciting part of the week. I can't wait to hear who it is. Yeah, same. Okay, so um, as as we're on the clock with um, um, the katsu curry, <laughs> we're going to be going <laughs> for drum roll. Tyson Dean against Tyson Kidd. What? Who was the first one? Simon Dean. Is, is that Nova? Yeah, it's Nova. Right. I would right. the option of, of uh, doing Nova as well, if you wish. Okay. I am going to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to... I want my food, so I'm going to book a squash squash match. No. Um, I'll go with... Who is he fighting again? Tyson Kidd? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, my, my booking is... Um, the hottest new faction that gets debuted on, on Raw after WrestleMania is the BWO. Um, but they need, you know, they come in. So Blue, Blue Meanie, Stevie Richards, what's it? Big Stevie Cool, I, I, Hollywood Nova, and whatever Blue Meanie is. But the the big story is is that to complete the faction, they need the fourth most important member of the NWO in their parody BWO version, and they need their version of Miss Elizabeth. So the Natty decides that she's going to be Miss Liz, the BWO version of, um, of Miss Elizabeth in the faction, and they get massively over. Like, Raw starts hitting the numbers that it did in, like, take like Taker versus Austin, 
in the Attitude Era, like 18 million people watching it because BWO with, with Natty is really over. Um, and then the, um, but obviously Tyson Kidd's like, gets healthy again and wants to come back. And he's like, no, you know, I'm an old school man. I want Natty as my valet. And essentially we get a, a rebooked feud of Hogan, Savage and Elizabeth, but with Hollywood Dover, um, Tyson Kidd and, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Natty. But what happens? People realise that it's just because of the pandemic that they love this. And they actually realise this is just a segment with the BWO, Natty Neidhart and, um, and Hollywood Nova. So it gets relegated to Sunday Night Heat. But there's um, an amazing moment in the closing shot of the the, the twelve. It goes on twelve months this storyline, and it ends with the re reunification of Tyson Kidd and Natty, shot for shot with Savage and Elizabeth. Absolutely, absolutely love you, Matt. Right, have 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 a lovely have a lovely week. I'll, I'll speak to you guys next week. Um, <laughs> rest Cheers, have a good one. <laughs> See you, mate. In the words of 90s Mike, prick. So we've gone for Sunday Night Heat with a reimagining of the Hogan and Savage Elizabeth storyline that goes over 12 months. Can you, <laughs> Can you beat it? Let's let's go to Matt Connolly. Right. Okay. So uh, I don't care what show it's on, Raw or SmackDown. Doesn't matter. Uh, Tyson Kidd comes back and we all love it. And he goes on an absolute fucking tear. Um, he's winning all the matches. He's he's even more technical than we remember. He's he's winning matches with I don't know fish hooks or whatever the fuck. What's the most technical move out there? He's doing them all. I don't know. Fish hooks not even technical, is it? You, fuck it. He's doing right, it. I, I I tell you the name of Zack Sabre Junior's finisher, but it takes an hour and a half to pronounce. What is <laughs> yeah, it like? He's doing has, that. has has another year and this one greater than the last. However, yeah. something about the Tories. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's an album of a band that I'll never listen to. And he basically, Tyson Kidd's done that, right? He's not gone to like the title picture, but he's winning matches, he's doing bits. And then out of nowhere, he's like, I am the best technical wrestler that ever wrestled. I have beaten everyone with every move. He, his, his new ambition is to beat every single wrestler with every single move that was ever invented. I love that. And he's like, right, I'm going to beat... I'm going to win with every wrestling move. So one week he wins with an Irish whip because it's a really vicious one. <laughs> Next week he's winning with cattle mutilation. He's not being fussy. So who is the man? And I know, right, you're going to think I'm going off, off, off here, but I'll bring it back. So who is the man with a thousand moves, guys? You, you are an, I, like, can I just cut in and say you're an absolute prick? You've stolen my idea. Anyway, oh, no, on. no, no. Have I really? <laughs> I'm gonna have to go for. I, I keep going and see, but I, I apologise in you advance. Know where it's going. You know where it's going. Well, well, kind of, yeah. Maybe I'll have a different spin. Right. Okay. So, who is the man with a thousand moves, Ross? Uh, I thought that was Dean Malenko. Right. It is Dean Malenko. Do you know what Dean Malenko's real name is? <laughs> What's his real name? Dean Simon. <laughs> 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 he comes out. And he's like, I've seen what you're trying to do, kid. Literally, kid, twice. And he's like, oh, we're, uh, I'm not having this. 
I'm I'm going to take you on under the moniker of Simon D. Wait, I'm getting confused now. His real name's the other way around, right? That's what I've already confused myself. Anyway, Dean Malenko's coming out. I don't care if it's in the rules. It's happening. It's his real name. And then uh, and then Dean Malenko has a match with Tyson Kidd, and it's really good. Basically, it threw me when Dom said he knew where I was going, so I rushed the ending. But I like, and, I, and, I, and, and I also owe you an apology now, because that's not where I'm going. Oh, <laughs> oh no. But anyway, that's where I was going. So, yeah, then he comes out and has a match, and they do loads of wrestling moves. And I really absolutely good. love the idea of Tyson Kidd um, having one of those scrolls like Chris Jericho did. Yeah. And, uh, almost like a, a, a book of bingo Excel sheet of wrestling moves. <laughs> yeah. and, he yeah. it and, and then he has to win the match with that move <laughs> yeah but then Dean Malenko was like listen I'm the self I'm that guy and I am using it because I can and Dean Malenko has a match with Tyson Kidd it's good that's all I'm booking now maybe the match is Dean Malenko loses we get I like it over. I like it a lot but I do feel for Simon Dean I feel like he's been pushed to the side <laughs> he's literally not in the story <laughs> his name got read out and he still didn't make it <laughs> okay Dom main event well just while we're just like disregarding the rules my match is just going to be Paul Simon singing his back catalogue to a live audience it's going to be <laughs> no so I like listen along and see if you can see why I mistakenly thought that Matt Connolly had stolen my idea so it's really funny that Matt Connolly said, oh, who's the man of a thousand moves? Because I'm going for my favourite incarnation of Simon Dean, and that's Nova. After the BWO, but before Simon Dean, Nova at the back end of ECW in 99 and 2000, he was the original innovator of offence, right? And he was actually kind of doing that gimmick before. Or Canyon started doing it on WCW. Canyon just essentially lifted his whole gimmick, right? So Nova, every week, his whole gimmick was he'd have a, a brand new move and he'd do a different move every single week. And Joey Styles on commentary would always say something like, well, you can look out for that one on Monday on Raw or Nitro. Who's going to steal this one next, right? It was like a real in-joke at the end of ECW that Nova was just making up moves and everyone was stealing them. Okay, so my feud is going to be the fact that Nova is still work, and for this, like the timeline doesn't work at all because you've got Nova in 2000 versus, you know, Tyson Kidd in 2004 or whatever. But um, Nova is making up moves. All of a sudden, Tyson Kidd steals one on Raw one week on a Monday night, just like Joey Styles predicts, and Nova goes all over the internet. He's on wrestling Twitter, Instagram, whatever. People are sharing it all about Tyson Kidd, you hack. You say you're from the Hart family dungeon. You're meant to be this wrestler. You're just stealing my moves, you prick. I'm the man of a thousand holds. Stop stealing my moves, okay? So then all of a sudden it builds and builds and builds. The wrestling internet community is right behind Nova. Nova's the originator of offense. Tyson Kidd's stealing stuff. Um, eventually WWE have to give in, they sign Nova, and that's the basis of the feud, the real innovator of offense versus the technical wrestler from the Heart Dungeon that all along he claims that he is the inventor of the Nova Kane or whatever the move is going to be. Um, and then they just have an absolute banger back and forwards, 
And eventually, Babyface Nova goes over with the move that Tyson Kidd steals, whatever it might be. He claims the move back. Tyson, and, and the stipulation is Tyson Kidd can never use it again. And that's that's the ma- that's the match. It's not a big long feud. It's built on the internet, which I I do think WWE could do more of actually um, these days. Use the internet more in their favor. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I'd go with it. The innovator of offense versus the heart dungeon robber. Absolutely brilliant, Dom. Loved it. Okay, so the marks in terms of Brum, who fucked off, so he's definitely not. So he's definitely not winning. <laughs> um, absolutely loved the romance of the Natty and Tyson angle and Tyson making his heroic comeback from injury. Absolutely loved it. But then he relegated it down to heat over a 12-month period and it fell away for me. So let's move on to Connolly. And as I said earlier, loved the idea of um, Kid trying to win um, all the matches with a different move, including the Irish whip which I would love to hear exactly how he's going to win that match. Perhaps by count out. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, we can do the super one of the games if you tap circle twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so I absolutely love that, Matt. And um, I have to say that I was a little bit gutted not to have Simon Dean involved, especially as I thought that there was some kind of segue match that you could have had. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, um, I've had a few cans and I... Uh, Lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so me, basically, um, I might have planned that they went to Mania, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the start was solid. <laughs> the start was solid, and I feel like Dom played a bit of a uh, game there by <laughs> poking into your story. I know. <laughs> and then it was a different, a different thing. <laughs> but Dom, I have to say that yours hit all the right points for me. You had the fact that um, Nova um, was an innovator of offense in ECW, which hit me in the feels with nostalgia. Him and Chris Chetty having those banging matches. I'm lo- I'm hoping that he's going to still have the Beastie Boys Intergalactica as his theme tune. Yeah, what a tune! During this feud, um, absolutely love the fo- the thought process of Tyson Kidd um, claiming that he's the innovator of, of, of offense, but then stealing the move that that Nova did the previous week. I think that's brilliant underhand heel tactics. And then just having the big blow off match with the finish of Nova using that move that was previously stolen, I think is absolutely brilliant booking. Something that I would love to see used in a future feud with two workhorses. And I think you're a um, rightful winner this week, Dom, and you'll be the owner of the Excel sheet next week. Nice one, mate. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. I had to win one one of these weeks, lads. Thanks very much. Well earned, well earned. Proof again that um, going third is the key. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. All right, there we have it. Another episode in the books. Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast, episode six, done and dusted. Thank you to Matt Brummett, even though he left early. Thank you to Ross the Boss Casey and Matthew Connolly for all your insights. I won Booker Bingo for the first and probably only time. I thought I was going to be like Tommy Dreamer and never win anything, but there you go. Thank you, most importantly, to you, dear listener. We'll see you next Friday. Until then, though, drink lots of water. Look after your mates.